Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I'd like to start by thanking you guys all for being here today. This is, this is truly an honor. I'm, I'm so excited to be here today. <laughs> that, of course, was Adam Peters. And that was just two weeks ago or just over two weeks ago when he was introduced as the new GM of our football team and the reaction from most corners of the DMV, total euphoria. Finally, a real GM, finally a guy that had lots of options and chose us. Oh, we were so excited. And here we are just 15 days later, and some of you have lost your minds. Uh, This from Seth. Seth seems to be speaking, I think, for, I don't know, some of you, many of you, not really sure, but I had a lot of this yesterday on my X timeline Quote, Kevin, same old team, couldn't get their guy, total disaster. If it's Quinn... They have failed on their first real mission. If it's Quinn, then our new owner and first GM in my lifetime hired Ron Rivera, number two. A terrible signal to the fan base. Closed quote. Uh, This came from a friend of mine, Mark, um, who is often... um, Sweating a lot of the small stuff in his life uh, gets really upset. He's been incensed over the Taylor Swift cutaways uh, for the last three months. This was from my friend Mark. Quote, are you kidding me? They waited nearly a month for this guy and didn't get him. This process has left them with egg covering every square inch of their organizational face. Did they let Jason Wright handle this? I'm so disappointed. And now what? Dan Quinn? See how that flies with the on the fence crowd. Good morning, everybody. Joe Theismann's going to be with us at 11 a.m. We'll find out what Joe thinks of all of this and maybe find out what Joe knows about all of this. Uh, Tommy's going to jump on with us, Tom Lavero, that is, at 11.40 to talk about this Orioles sale to David Rubenstein and others. Certainly for a lot of our listening audience who are just as much, if not more, into the Orioles as they are even the Nationals, yesterday was the equivalent of Dan Snyder 
selling the skins. Uh, Michael Phillips will be on with us a little bit later on in the show at 12.35. Denton is here with me, and I definitely want to hear from you in this first hour. So we will open up phones here uh, shortly. But I I really want to just start with this. It's like, my God, calm down. The reaction from Seth and my boy Mark and others is like borderline schizo. It's bipolar or whatever these things are where you're, you know, incredibly high one moment and a few weeks later you're completely depressed, panicked. I mean, there was a lot of panic yesterday. Euphoria two weeks ago. Depression, panic yesterday. Hey, people, Ben Johnson didn't shun Washington for somewhere else. He just shunned being a head coach for a second straight year. And from what I understand, he wasn't nearly – the sole focus of the team's search, as many had been reporting all along. Remember, it was just two weeks ago or shortly thereafter that I told you that I had somebody tell me after their first discussion slash interview with Dan Quinn that they were very impressed and they considered him to be a potential plan B. We'll see how that works out. It, It apparently would disgust many of you. But 15 days ago, man, we got him. We got him. Adam Peters is here. It's amazing. I mean, now I can just sit back and let him do his thing. Yeah, that lasted long. Yesterday, what the hell is Adam Peters doing? How the hell is he getting shut down by Ben Johnson with perhaps just Dan Quinn left without a chair? And only one chair left, and it's ours. Mike McDonald could be the pick as well. Certainly. Uh, I'd like it if Mike McDonald. I, I'm actually okay with almost anything happening here. Um, guys, we don't know as much as we think we do. We never do, me included. Now, I think I've had the ability more often to say, I don't really know. Uh, and I'm pretty sure most of you don't know, but that's beside the point. Ben Johnson may have spurned Washington. It's also possible that Washington spurned Ben Johnson. It's also possible that Ben Johnson just doesn't want to be a head coach right now for a multitude of reasons. It's also possible that we just found this out yesterday because he's been wrestling this, wrestling with this for weeks, all the while, by the way, trying to do his part in getting his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, he has been a little preoccupied the last few weeks. I mean, we've been talking the last couple of weeks just about how it's a it's kind of a new thing and a bit of an unusual thing where on the Friday before playoff games, some of these very key instrumental coaches – in buildings in which they are getting ready for the biggest game of their year, are doing three and four virtual interviews. Did he have to wait until the team was in the air to tell them he was staying in Detroit? Maybe not. And if I were advising him, I would have told him to make sure to address the Washington contingent when they showed up in Detroit to then just interview Aaron Glenn face-to-face That would have been the professional, mature thing to do. I don't know if – I have no idea if that happened or not. But 
it would have been the right thing for him to do if indeed his letting them know was initially a little less formal and perhaps a little less professional. But if Ben Johnson for a second straight year as the most sought-after offensive assistant, certainly this year, if he doesn't want to coach right now or he didn't get the money he was asking for or he didn't like any of the opportunities that were available, which, by the, by the way, everybody's focused on just Washington and Seattle. He interviewed with three other teams virtually. It's very possible that those teams, if they thought they had a chance at Ben Johnson, would have been in the hunt as well. This was the most sought after, you know, assistant head coach in this hiring cycle. But look, if it's not the perfect match from the start for the franchise that we now have with a new owner and a new GM and all of this, you know, cap space and draft choice and number two overall to offer somebody, if somebody's not giddy over that opportunity and it doesn't feel great from both sides whether again it's the job or it's the compensation well then this is probably a blessing in disguise and even if he had taken the person the in-person interview yesterday I given that he clearly was more on the fence than anybody knew about being a head coach even if he had taken the in-person interview I would hope that if he, you know, was, as it turns out, very much on the fence between being a head coach and not being a head coach right now, or on the fence about the offer, compensation-wise, that had been discussed, or on the fence for any reason, I would hope that Washington's contingent of Peters and Harris and anyone else who was there would have picked up on that vibe and passed anyway. What I learned after a few calls with a few people after the show yesterday, because remember this news broke very much at the end of the show, I learned a a few things that were confirmed by multiple people, all right, in the know. And let me just share that with you. I think it's important. It's not the end-all be-all, but I think it, it, it sheds some light on Ben Johnson, which, as I suggested and others agreed, Um, From the beginning of this process, there are a lot of names that most people haven't even heard of, let alone do you really know anything about them. But we did know Ben Johnson from last year's hiring cycle, and clearly during the course of the season as Detroit was doing really well and Jared Goff and that offense were the reason the Lions were doing well, we heard more and more about Ben Johnson and got to watch that offense, which was very impressive. Um, But what I learned after a few calls with a few people after the show was that in the Detroit organization, Dan Campbell was, as you can imagine, not only the alpha, not only the biggest voice in the room, he, quote from somebody that I talked to, was the room, closed quote. And then closely behind him was Aaron Glenn. Glenn was another massive alpha in the organization. Ben Johnson was not that from a personality standpoint. More cerebral, more strategic, uh, more closed door, more less communicative. Doesn't mean that he couldn't be a great head coach. I'm just telling you what people said about his overall personality and his fit within that locker room and in that building. Perhaps being around those two, 
it magnified, for whatever reason, in his own mind, what is needed to lead a team, which, you know, in the case of Detroit, is like this massive alpha personality with another massive alpha personality. And his preference was to go into a room on Monday morning, close the door to the world, and come out on Wednesday morning with a killer offensive game plan for the next opponent that was going to work. Maybe that's what he's right now most comfortable with. Maybe he doesn't see himself as the guy responsible for everything. The communicator, the motivator, the guy that has to play disciplinarian, the guy who's got to deal with the media three to four times a week. You know, And if he didn't feel like he was up to that right now, Washington may have dodged a bullet. Maybe they were going to pass on him once they felt that vibe anyway, sitting down with him, and they may have dodged the bullet by not hiring him or not offering him formally on their own. Or maybe Ben Johnson is just selling himself short, if that's the way he feels. I do think it's a little gullible for people to buy into this, I need to see this thing through and win a Super Bowl. Look, if you are a guy that believes in himself as a head coach and a guy that could run a football team, it's really nice to win the Super Bowl, but my God, what would he accomplished in Detroit with that offense? I mean, he can walk with his head high. You don't pass on 10, 12 million a year, you know, on this opportunity. Remember, you know, two years of being the hot candidate, Ben Johnson, and passing twice is not necessarily the greatest look. Now, some would say, oh, no, 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 no. Staying to win a Super Bowl is a great look. Nah, I'd lean towards not the greatest look um, because I think it reflects somebody that isn't necessarily confident enough or secure enough at this point to feel like he can do that job and is more comfortable being the guy that isn't in charge. By the way, that is 90% of everybody who works in any job. You know, we forget sometimes that these are people too. He's 37 years old. Maybe he just doesn't want to be the guy. Or maybe it was about the money. Or maybe it was about he had this two-year deal, he was getting paid a lot of money, and he looked at the deals that were out there, and he looked at the teams, and he wasn't overly impressed with the opportunities again. But here's the thing with a guy like Ben Johnson, and I I bet you he's smart enough to realize this because one of the things that has been said about him over and over again is he's no dummy, that he is self-aware, he's introspective, and he's smart. You know, it's not a given It's not a given he'll ever be in this position again. There are no guarantees that next year, you know, that he's going to be the number one candidate. Things happen in the NFL. We know that as NFL fans. There are no guarantees that the Lions are going to be great next year, you know, as they were this year. You know, a couple of key injuries to a couple of key players, a first-place schedule, and all of a sudden, you know, from the NFC title game and a 17-point lead in that game, to 7-10 and 10 and not in the playoffs. We know that happens all the time. And all the while, two other dudes who we don't even know their names right now 
are leading quarterbacks into prominent roles on teams that go 10 and 7 and 11 and 6 and they've become the hot guys. It's not Slowick, it's not Johnson, it's the guy that just took the OC job to work for Dave Canales in Carolina and Bryce Young's tearing it up in his second year. Um, this from Victor. Whew. This he, Victor wasn't the only one, but he but this was the most succinct and to the point. Kevin, Ben Johnson is dead to me. Hope he never gets a job. Really? Why? <laughs> Why? I don't get that at all. He didn't shun us for Seattle. He didn't shun us for Carolina or any of the other jobs that were available. He didn't. He didn't shun us. You know, we don't know that he decided. Uh, sorry, the offer isn't good enough, or I don't really like the setup in Washington. I. I we don't know any of that. I, I to just come to that conclusion without having all of the information. I'd love to know what actually is the truth. I do think, based on my conversations, there is probably something to the he just doesn't believe in himself right now as ready to be a head coach um and it's not necessarily his personality to just assume because of of his success as an offensive coordinator that he's ready um but dead to me hope he never gets a job all right whatever i mean um but i i think net net the last 24 or 22 hours, it may actually have worked out for the best. And it's very possible that Adam Peters and Josh Harris would have come to this conclusion on their own after a face-to-face interview with Ben Johnson. Um, I would definitely wonder if the reporting about the money is really or was the driving force in this. Because $6 billion was paid for this football team. Do you really think that if this was their guy and the way he would do it was for X amount, let's just say they were 3 or $4 million less per year or a year or two less on the contract, less that they would, if they really wanted him, that after paying $6 billion, that they might pass on him for, in aggregate, a commitment of $15 million incrementally? That doesn't add up to me. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I think there was more to this. I think there was more to him staying in Detroit. But again, maybe at some point we'll find out. The easiest answer for him if he really doesn't want to be a head coach right now and has this level of self-awareness about himself that he's not ready, that it's not really what he's cut out to be. I'm not saying, as of now anyway. Um, The thing to say is, I'm staying to win a Super Bowl. You know, that's what you would say. You wouldn't say, if you're Ben Johnson, I'm not ready to be a head coach yet. I just don't feel confident enough. Or you wouldn't say there just wasn't an opportunity out there that that was interesting enough to me. You wouldn't bash other teams in the process. And now we go to 
what's next. And it would appear as if we are down to four candidates in terms of those candidates that have been interviewed two times. Okay, and those gentlemen are Anthony Weaver and Mike McDonald in Baltimore and Dan Quinn and Aaron Glenn after last night in Detroit. Uh, Does anybody else make their way into the picture? Should others have been in the picture to begin with? We'll get to that part of the conversation when we come back. Uh, And then after that, starting right around 10.35, 10.40, 15 minutes, 20 minutes from now, I want your calls at 301-230-0980. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're looking for the best leader for this team, for the Washington Commanders. And so uh, we we have set criteria that we're going to have be aligned in that vision and it's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be offense. It's not going to be defense. It's going to be the best leader for this organization. I think, uh, I think in any head coach and any leader, it's just leadership. Leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct, and upfront, have all those qualities. And they're all intertwined. But those are the, those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader. But really, it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. Uh, So that was Adam Peters um, on that very, very exciting and encouraging and borderline euphoric day just 15 days ago. Uh, But here we are, and there are plenty of you that are just beside yourself that they failed on hiring Ben Johnson and might, God forbid, hire Dan Quinn. Uh, Joe Theismann coming up at 11. Your chance to weigh in. We'll open up phone calls in about 15 minutes, phone lines in about 15 minutes. So um, let's move to 
what's next. Uh, and of the people that they have interviewed twice, that list is Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver out in Baltimore, up in Baltimore, Aaron Glenn in Detroit, and Dan Quinn, uh, who they've interviewed twice. He interviewed for the second time yesterday in person um, in Washington. Uh, Slowick is staying in Houston. For those that didn't see that news, Bobby Slowick is no longer a candidate either. He's decided to stay. Can you imagine if Mike McDonald says, you know what, I'm going to, these are great opportunities. I'm going back to Baltimore to see this thing through and to win a Super Bowl. Um, It doesn't seem that that's the case. He just took his second interview, or Denton, the reporting is that he's going to be interviewed for a second time with Seattle. Yeah, Tom Pelissaro said that today they're going to interview in person for the second time. Okay, so did they just interview him yesterday for the first time? Yeah, which is that's a that's a really so quick he stayed in Seattle interview. and they're going to interview him again today. I don't know where where they are locationally, but they're yeah. they're getting interviewed for the second time. Yeah. All right. So, um, from Ted, why haven't you mentioned Eric Bieniemy? Because I don't consider Eric Bieniemy to be a serious contender for the head coaching job. That's why. Um, Eric Bieniemy, I don't think th- one team uh, has requested an interview with Eric Bieniemy. I might be wrong on that. One team has interviewed him, and that was Washington. They did it once. He's in house, obviously, and under uh, contract. Um, I think that Washington's next head coach, right now, as it seems today, will come from the list of Quinn, McDonald, Weaver, or Glenn. Uh, why not Vrabel? Great question. You know, I, I can't answer that. My guess is is that Vrabel wants a level of control that outside of the Chargers in this hiring cycle just wasn't available to anybody regardless of their stature, whether it's Belichick or Vrabel or, you know, Harbaugh was the only one that potentially got a, a lot of what he wanted. And this doesn't seem to be the way that all of the other teams that had openings wanted to go. Um, including Seattle, who, as we had a guest on yesterday, Greg Bell from the Tacoma News Tribune, they're giving John Schneider a lot of responsibility now that Pete Carroll used to have. So anyway, Quinn McDonald, Weaver, and Glenn. I am okay with whomever Adam Peters and Josh Harris hire and the search committee decides on. That's my position. I am okay with it. Would I have preferred an offensive Guy, yes, I've said that all along. My my slight lean, admitting that I don't know anything about any of the people that have never been head coaches before in terms of personality and does it match up with what great head coaches have? Does it align? How many times did we hear aligned vision in the Adam Peters introductory press conference? Does it align with the vision of Adam Peters and the organization. These are the things we just don't know. Why? Because we're not there. We're not talking to the people that have worked with Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald and Aaron Glenn and 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 Bobby Slowick. Um, we're not there. We don't know. So I am okay with whomever Adam Peters and Josh Harris hire. I'm thrilled after 25 years of having a totally dysfunctional organization. I'm thrilled that we got the number one general manager candidate in this hiring cycle. I'm going to let him do his job. By the way, I would point out when we did a poll just a few weeks ago and I said, you know, what's the most important hire in this offseason? 
uh, or I'm sorry, what's the most important addition in this offseason? Number one was GM. Number two was quarterback with number two overall. And number three was coach. Right, Denton? Those were the results in that order, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that they're all important. I actually think when it all said and done, they got to get number two right. Adam Peters has to get number two right. Adam Peters and his staff have to get number two right. That will say more about this team's future than perhaps what they're about to do here in the next few days. Um, I am okay with whomever Adam Peters and Josh Harris hire. That would include Dan Quinn. My preference all along would be an offensive guy for a lot of reasons. Number one, when you have an offensive head coach, you're not losing that offensive coordinator that just worked with your number two quarterback, you know, for a year or two. Um, I'd love the head coach to be aligned with the quarterback uh, along with the general manager for as long a period uh, of time as possible. Um, but what I really want is the best coach, the best head coach. And if Ben Johnson wasn't going to be that or didn't want to be that, then maybe blessing in disguise. The one thing, the one thing that I would nitpick, just nitpick, is I'm surprised that they didn't interview more than just Johnson and Slowick as offensive guys. Um, and I'll tell you something, in my conversations yesterday after the show about Ben Johnson, I had one person tell me, the big surprise is that they didn't interview or didn't seem to be interested in Dave Canales, the guy that got the Carolina Panthers job. And I said, tell me why. And he said, Dave totally turned Baker Mayfield around in one season. Dave totally turned Geno Smith around the year before in Seattle. Yeah, Dave Canales was the quarterback's coach in Seattle in 2022 and gets a lot of credit along with, I think, Shane Waldron, but apparently a lot of the credit for turning Geno Smith's season uh, around. And by the way, Geno Smith regressed without Canales in 2023. He was banged up. He was injured at times, yes, but he wasn't the same player he was in 2022. So if there's one nit to pick, it would be why not more offensive guys um, on the list of potential new head coaches? Why just two? And this person suggested to me that he thought Canales would have been would have fit not only the offensive piece but the leadership piece. Um, he's the new head coach in Carolina. I, I'm reminded, by the way, in just mentioning Dave Canales's name, of the interview that I heard Todd Bowles do last summer on SiriusXM's NFL uh, radio channel. And I've mentioned this interview a few times when Tampa was, you know, playing well or you know having a chance to win the division, and as it related to Eric Bieniemy, because Todd Bowles was talking with whomever was doing the interview and he was he mentioned that he had literally interviewed 14 offensive candidate uh, offensive coordinator candidates to replace Byron Leftwich 14 and i remember saying by the way the for the purpose of bringing it up was that he didn't interview Eric Bieniemy nobody did other than Washington last year for OC Baltimore had an interest until they um, canceled that interview and hired Todd Munkin but he said when he got to Canales, he knew. 
He just was a, he was head and shoulders above everybody else and he had an aura about him and he knew right after the interview that was his guy. And Canales did a phenomenal job with Baker Mayfield this year. You know, back-to-back seasons of taking quarterbacks that were thought to be, you know, no chancers in terms of a future and he he turned Geno Smith into a, into a pro bowler in 2022. He gets a lot of credit for it anyway even though he wasn't the OC and certainly as the OC in Tampa this year with a defensive head coach in Todd Bowles he gets a lot of the credit for the season that Baker Mayfield uh had which was definitely a turnaround season. So that would be the one small um just curiosity like why not more offensive guys like a Canales to begin with. Um, Again, when it comes to Vrabel, um, when it comes to Harbaugh, I don't know why they weren't interested in those people. I don't know. Uh, You know, Vrabel probably wanted too much. Harbaugh probably wanted too much. And the setup that Josh Harris prefers is the setup with an Adam Peters and then Adam Peters being the number one football decision maker in the organization rather than deferring to the head coach that they hire or sharing that with the head coach that they hire. Even they ta- even though they talked a lot about not only aligned vision and leadership but collaboration. You know, remember a lot of the questions about the quarterback with Adam Peters was, well, we will be in, you know, working in collaboratively with whomever we hire as a head coach. So, um, look, Adam Schefter clearly a couple of days ago had, uh, wasn't, you know, a slam dunk with Ben Johnson in DC. Um, and we'll see whether or not McDonald chooses Seattle over Washington. Um, we don't even know that Washington has McDonald as the number one. Like I told you two weeks ago, my source told me that the interview, the first one with Quinn, he considered Quinn to be the fallback or the plan B if they didn't get Ben Johnson. Um, in thinking about all of these guys, Quinn's the guy obviously with the most experience, 53 years old, coached in Atlanta, a 43-42 and 42 record. Okay, yes, he took a team to a Super Bowl and another team to the playoffs. Keep in mind, it really fell apart when Kyle Shanahan left. You know, when Kyle Shanahan was no longer his OC in Atlanta, it pretty much fell apart. With Kyle Shanahan as the OC in Atlanta, they went to the Super Bowl and had a 25-point lead. May have blown that lead in part because of Kyle Shanahan, but wouldn't you love to have the opportunity to be what Atlanta was that year with Matt Ryan uh, and uh, in the Super Bowl with a 25-point lead against Belichick and the Patriots? Keep in mind, the following season, they went to Philly in the divisional round after beating Sean McVay uh, and the Rams in McVay's first year as a head coach, if you recall. Um, And they beat him in the Coliseum. And the next week, they had Philadelphia dead to right. And Julio Jones had the ball in his hands in the end zone and couldn't pull it in. If he did, Philadelphia never wins that Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And Atlanta's off to the NFC title game. Who did Philadelphia play? In the, oh, they played the Vikings, right? Yeah, they beat up on Case Keenum. Case Keenum. They beat they beat up on Case Keenum 38-7 to, to seven or whatever um, in the NFC title game. So if Julio Jones pulls that in, it would have been an Atlanta-Minnesota NFC title game. And that game, I think, would have been in Minnesota. I think. Because Atlanta played wild card round that year. And we weren't yet at the seven teams with just the one bye. 
Um, I think Minnesota and Philly were the two bye teams that year. You can look that up for me, but um, whatever. Um, but, you know, Dan Quinn, remember, uh, hired Kyle Shanahan, had most of his success with Kyle Shanahan. Let's, let's point that out. Um, but Dan Quinn's been uh, a respected guy, a guy that players love, that coaches love. When he took over for Mike Nolan in Dallas as the defensive coordinator, that de- that defense t- completely turned around until the Green Bay game in the postseason, which was really bad, as we know. Um, he's he may be more equipped right now to put together a first-rate staff because he's been in the league for twenty you know, a quarter of a century than maybe a Mike McDonald or an Anthony Weaver or an Aaron Glenn. Um, Look, am I excited about any of these guys? Dan Quinn, Mike, I I guess I'd be more excited about the unknown in Mike Mike McDonald, but I am in totally the mode of being, of remembering where I was two weeks ago, which was really excited, really encouraged, giddy, as I said, in the moment about Adam Peters and what was to come. So, yeah, I'd prefer an offensive guy. I'd prefer that they have, you know, would have considered more offensive guys as candidates. Didn't seem to be the case with a lot of teams this year. There were more defensive candidates. But I'm riding with whomever they hire. I'm going to trust in my gut from two weeks ago that they have adults in the building for the first time and that the decisions they make as it relates to this organization are going to be a hell of a lot better than the decisions that have been made here for a long, long time. All right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Your reaction, your calls next. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. As reported just in that segment, Tom Pelissaro, NFL Network, is reporting that Mike McDonald on his way to Seattle for a second in-person interview with the Seattle Seahawks. This comes less than 24 hours after Ben Johnson informed both the Seahawks and commanders that he had no intention of pursuing any head coaching opportunities. In the world of college athletics, yesterday it was reported that the NCAA is investigating the University of Tennessee for NIL violations. Well, this morning, attorney generals from Tennessee and the state of Virginia have filed a federal lawsuit against the NCAA that casts the name, image, and likeness rules as antitrust violations. Could be the first step in getting athletes to be officially uh, paid by universities as employees. And that's what's trending. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. from Neil in Rockville. What he did, if he's telling the truth, he delayed our process and may have affected our opportunity to get Raheem and or fill some lower coaching spots. Maybe, or maybe he was preoccupied with a Super Bowl run. Uh, And this was a backburnered situation for him as he was fulfilling his number one responsibility during the month of January, which was coaching Detroit's offense and trying to win the Super Bowl. And by the time he came up for air, this is ultimately what he decided. I mean, you know, this is part of the process, too. I mean, people were interested in Slowick. Slowick staying as well. Maybe the interviews with Slowick, you know, uh, the conclusion was he's 36 years old and he's really not ready. And maybe, again, the conclusion with Ben. Yes, the idea of Ben Johnson potentially being their number one target, I'm not disputing that. And they weren't going to know for sure until they sat down and had the ability to interview him in person. Um, That may have been a calculated risk on their part. But if what I was told two weeks ago, they were also very impressed with Dan Quinn and felt like he was, you know, a legitimate plan B if it fell through, then maybe they didn't miss out on their second or third choices. We we don't know. I, I the Quinn thing has people sideways. I mean, the whole idea of Dan Quinn has people just not all of you, but has some of you ready to jump off a bridge. When two weeks ago you professed your undying support and belief in whatever Adam Peters did. Um, from uh from Hal, what about OC candidates? Because now it looks like it's a defensive head coach. Yeah, no, that's a really really good point. The the number one hire will be the offensive coordinator, and you know I I I wrote down a bunch of names here. Um, hold on, where was my list here? I had it here a second ago. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Okay. Um. So, you know, in thinking about if it were Quinn, and I guess I've been kind of leaning in that direction, thinking that that is, I don't know, a slight lean over McDonald just because McDonald may choose Seattle. I was thinking about guys like, you know, Kellen Moore, too bad he's in Philadelphia. Um, Somebody uh, on the San Francisco staff because of the Adam Peters connection, because of, you know, uh, the Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan um, collaboration in Atlanta, maybe somebody like Brian Greasy. What about a guy like in Dallas, Brian Schottenheimer, especially with Mike McCarthy having taken over? you know, the calling of the plays here recently. Um, Obviously, he was the OC and Schottenheimer uh, and Quinn was the DC. Uh, Scott Tolzien's the quarterback's coach in Dallas. Um, What about a guy like Greg Roman if they really like Jaden Daniels? Uh, What about, you know, Byron Leftwich? What about T. Martin, who's gotten a lot of recognition here in recent years. What a guy what about a guy like Frank Reich? 
You know, Reich's been called a quarterback guru in the past. It didn't work out with Bryce Young, but remember, that wasn't the quarterback, according to reports, that Reich wanted. Reich wanted Stroud. Tepper wanted Bryce Young. Uh, Kevin, can I interest you in a guy named Jason Vrabel? He's the passing game coordinator in Green Bay. He helped out with Jordan Love to get him to develop into a nice quarterback. <laughs> Is he the brother of Mike? Uh, no, there's there's a spelling differently, but oh, we'd okay. have a Vrabel on the coaching staff. Um, yeah, I mean, these are that's going to be a crucial hire for sure. All right, phone lines are open. Ace Law listener lines, 301-230-0980. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Joe Theismann in 12 minutes. Let's start with Aaron in D.C. Aaron, the floor is yours, sir. Go. For taking my call, Kevin. I appreciate it. So, in looking at Ben Johnson, he gives me uh, Josh McDaniels vibes. Remember how he was concerned about – taking a head coaching job, uh, that's really, really concerning to me. It seems like he was coming up with excuses not to take the job, which I find weird. Um, When we look at our team, we really need a person that is a leader of men. Um, Ron was only able to get the players to respond um, sporadically. He couldn't do that on a constant basis. And we really need a leader that embraces the, the GM and the culture that the team is trying to build. Of some of the candidates, uh, Aaron Glenn, uh, Ben McDonald, and uh, looking at Dan Quinn, you know, with Aaron Glenn, I think you'd be a good fit to be able to come in and to recruit a quality OC, maybe uh, a Drake May type player would fit him better. Um, When you look at McDonald, I I look at uh, Jaden Daniels, given the fact that he has uh, similarities with uh, Lamar Jackson, that could be an innovative defensive coordinator and to recruit somebody suited for him. And with Dan Quinn, I think that he has the ability to develop and create a quality staff. And that experience of being able to attack the offenses of Dallas and Philly uh, makes him uh, attractive. But I'm concerned a little bit about how they came out flat in the playoffs against uh, Green Bay. I'm not sure if that was nerves or, or what caused that. But if he can find a way to get over that, then I think that we could have a quality uh, defensive coordinator. If they had just lost by three points, I think that we would look at Dan Quinn totally differently. Yeah, I mean, those that uh, really would be demoralized by the hiring of Dan Quinn um, perhaps would feel slightly less demoralized if what happened against Green Bay didn't happen, like if Dallas made a run and defense was leading it. I guess that's true. But I think the Dan Quinn thing for a lot of people, I'm just projecting here, is more of a Ron Rivera feel. It's like we just did that. We just did the defensive coordinator with barely a winning record. Ron was 13 games over 500 when he came here, and uh, Quinn was one. We already did the defensive guy that's well-respected, well-liked by players, people around the league that went to a Super Bowl and lost. Um, the difference is, is that Ron Rivera didn't come here, didn't come here to coach. He came here to be the CEO. Quinn would be coming here to coach. Keep that in mind. Um, let's go to Joe in D.C. Joe, go. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, it seems like Daniel Snyder has done such a job on us as a fan base. Anytime something slightly negative happens, we take this doomsday approach. Right. I just want to remind everyone, we've hit rock bottom many years in a row. We have a very fresh new start. We got from top to bottom, number two draft pick. I don't care who the coach is. I'm with you. All these people that they're interviewing are qualified people. We've never had anyone like that. We've been through a bazillion quarterbacks in like five years. 
we get a fresh start. I just would like my brothers and sisters, just relax. Let's enjoy this. And, and, and let's just go with the momentum and, and see what happens. Look, anyway, I, that's all look, say. you know, sorry, thanks for the call, Joe. And it's an excellent call. And I, I as you've been listening, I, I agree with you. It's like, to me, we are in that mode of, wow. I mean, we just, we would look for a reason to be disgusted and demoralized. Um, the big thing, th- these are big things, but they're not nearly as big as Dan Snyder sold the team. We have a new owner who's decided to hire a top-flight candidate as a general manager and give him the keys. Let's let him get behind the wheel and drive a little bit before we're demoralized. That's my only point today about all of the people that feel like somehow it's same old, same old, which really isn't applicable to Ben Johnson because he's not going anywhere else. He just decided not to coach. Decided to stay where he was. And as it relates to Dan Quinn, ah, let's let them go in the direction they want to go in. They're looking for leadership. They're looking for, you know, a quality person. They're looking for a good X's and O's guy. I My preference would have been offense, young, the whole thing too. Don't get me wrong. But my real is, is, is steadfast stance right now is, I'm just going to sit back and give these guys a chance. And the Ben Johnson thing to get totally worked up over Ben Johnson, who doesn't want to be a head coach right now, is, I don't know, to me, it, it reeks of blessing in disguise. Bill and Alexandria, Bill, go. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. Um, I, I agree with the previous two callers, and I agree a lot with what you've just been saying. I think uh, I'm fine with what Adam Peters decides to do. I'm just glad that there's someone in that front office now who can chart a vision for this organization. I think Dan Quinn wouldn't be my he wouldn't be my first choice, but I can live with him as the as the uh, the head coach, even though he has a defensive background. But here's my thing: I think the key is if they hire a defensive coach, I would like to see that coach bring in an offensive a veteran, offensive-minded coordinator who doesn't necessarily have head coach aspirations, who will be willing to put in five or six years with this new young quarterback, assuming they select a quarterback number two, and can build that guy. You can't predict uh, that, though. I mean, if he he builds it right and he builds it well, he's going to be sought after, just like Bobby Slowick was after one year. At least we get five or six years with him. That's all I'm saying. But you can't can't get a – you can get somebody to commit to to five years contractually, but once you have an op- opportunity to move upwardly mob- uh, up to a head coach position and that person wants to be a head coach, unlike Ben Johnson, you, you lose him. That's, that's the yeah, but- one disadvantage of hiring a defensive head coach when you've got a super young quarterback is that if right, that but- quarterback and that offensive coordinator together have success – there's a good chance you're going to have to replace that coordinator, which is what which makes you know the head coach and the staff he puts together not just at the OC level, but at the quarterbacks coach level and everywhere else offensively crucial because you want to have the ability to have guys ascend. I mean, we've seen a lot of these guys with successful quarterbacks lose their OCs. Sean McVay seems to lose an OC every other day, uh, and he's able to. Uh, deal with it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Dave and Alexandria. Dave, go ahead. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? Dave, what's happening, man? 
hey, uh, let the process work. Uh, the way I see it, you got seven uh, seven key things. One, uh, the first one, general uh, general manager. All right, you're you know they've hired one. Uh, next is uh, head coach, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, uh, 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 trades, uh, uh, free agency, and uh, you know, and the draft. Let let the leadership work through it. Find the leader that they want, and uh, and then go from there. And the candidates are dwindling. We're uh, one or two teams that don't have a head coach and. Uh, we got to start making decisions soon, but let the general manager make the decision. That's what we hired him for. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the guy out of Detroit, okay, thank you. Uh, if he doesn't want to be a head coach, I just, uh, you know, good luck to him. We'll see you in the playoffs, and, and then we'll see how see how well he does there. Uh, that Those are my thoughts. As yeah. far as Thanks, the top Dave. seven things. Okay, guy. Later. Yeah, appreciate it as always. Let's go to Dale. Dale, go ahead. Hey, Kevin. You're about the only one that we can talk about this with because you've worked someplace else. Most radio personalities have never hired anybody. And most people that are listening have been hired, but have never sat on the other side of the desk and hired had to hire other people. You have no idea why Ben Johnson didn't take the jobs here. Maybe his wife doesn't like the shape of the Washington Monument, or he doesn't like the weather in Seattle. Maybe his wife's pregnant. She likes his OBGYN, and he wants to stay there. There's tons of personal reasons why people do not take a job. And, you know, it's just a fact. Most people that are in sports, you've been a coach, you've coached kids. The the problem is is not bringing them in and, and having them want to play. It's keeping them focused. When you've got adults, you have adult problems that are hanging out there or adult situations that keep people <laughs> right. separate. It's not about and, making you know, it fun. It, it, yeah, it's human nature. And yeah. and one other thing, and this is I, I'm laughing at because this is really off the wall. The last week in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article about it's very difficult to hire millennials that want to be managers anymore. And kind of Ben Johnson the mold. They would rather be individual contributors than have the responsibility. Can I tell you something? I, I, I swear to you, that, in but. in many ways, Dale, when I had this, con- I had multiple conversations. That's exactly what I got. I, and you know, putting it back on the the that that millennial um, take, I, I don't know, but I I have this sense after talking to a few people that he's one of these people that's just perhaps right now. Maybe it'll change. Uh, he's more comfortable not being the guy and he likes his job and he likes where he lives and his family likes where he lives. These are all important things in the, in the interview process at the same time. Yes, it is odd when the hottest offensive coordinator we've seen this over the years decides two years in a row that he doesn't want to be a head coach, but maybe that's very telling about this particular person. Um, Joe Theismann next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 